0: Hi, Marked listeners. We're planning some exciting things for the future of the podcast, so we want to hear from you. Take our fun survey and give us all of your opinions about Marked to enter for a chance to win a Lifeway Women backpack filled with Bible studies and other great resources for diving into God's Word. To take the survey, go to lifewaywomen.com slash podcast or click on the link in our show notes. We can't wait to hear from you. This is the Marked Podcast. I'm your host, Mary Margaret Collinsworth, coming at you from Nashville, Tennessee at Lifeway Christian Resources. This podcast is for women who are marked by a hunger for God's word, who want to know him more, have a longing to impact the culture around them, and a real desire to discover and live out God's calling in their lives. If that's you, stay tuned. We're going to be talking about issues that are relevant to you today. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for joining us again on the Marked Podcast. I'm Mary Margaret, live here in Nashville, Tennessee, and um, today I think you're going to be really um, excited to hear who we're talking to. It's John Jorgensen, and you may have heard his name before, but you probably recognize his face if you are familiar with him at all. Um, he is um, one of the co-founders of the Anima series um, that you've probably seen on YouTube. Um, I know a couple years ago, um, I saw him, um, his videos just all over the place on social media, and so um, if you haven't seen him already, we're going to link to the those videos later on um but john you know you live in new york city you are currently on broadway and mama mia um you've got these youtube videos like tell us a little bit what else do we need to know about you
1: hmm. uh, well first of all i want to i want to thank you mary margaret for having me on and thank you for the work you do absolutely um, starting a podcast and you know doing work with lifeway that's not easy work and uh but it's very important work so thanks so much for having me yeah. first of all and then um Yeah, when when people ask me sort of what I do, because that's, you know, one of the most popular questions in our culture, that's the first thing we want to know about someone. I I have a hard time giving a simple answer.
2: Yeah.
1: And I was talking to a friend a few weeks ago, trying to explain it, and he kind of cut me off after about two minutes of monologuing at him, and he said, so really, you're just a guy who's done a bunch of cool things. (laughs) And and I said, yeah, I guess so. You know, if I could put an occupation guy who does cool things, that that would be great. I love it. Um, and that's true. You know, I graduated college um, in 2013, and since then, I have made my living doing a bunch of different cool or what I would consider cool things. I um I've worked at a couple different theaters. Uh, as an actor, including right now I work at the Broadhurst Theater uh, doing Mamma Mia in New York City. Uh, also, I started the Anim Series, which you talked about, which is an online sort of production company. It's really just a project that me and two other friends started the summer after I graduated college, and we just wanted to make one video, and that one video kind of went viral, so we decided to keep making videos, and, and uh, it's been a really a really fun project to get involved in. I also write, uh, I'm an author of two books, uh, which I, I made this crazy goal for myself after graduating college that I wanted to try and publish one book every year until I die. Yeah. And whether that means a full fledged book or whether it was one year, I would do a children's book one year. I would do, you know, whatever it might be. Um, sorry, there was someone on the other line on this telephone and I'm going to ignore their call. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and so I, I basically make make my living and live my life, hopefully doing things that inspire me and that fill me up, um, and that inspire others as well. And awesome. whatever that might be at the time, um, I'm not really too picky about.
0: Awesome, I love it. And you know, and I think that first video that you guys launched, the title is "Who You Are," correct? Okay. You know, and that was when I saw it pop up on Facebook in my feed, and I turned it on and, you know, and it just, you know, sitting there watching that video as a woman, just seeing, you know, this is, this is who I am in the eyes of God. You know, this is who he's created me to be. You know, I just sat there and I was like, yes, I love this. And I love the message that you guys are doing, you know, through so many of your videos that are just trying to encourage and affirm, you know, people in their walk with Christ, you know, and, and where they are, you know, no matter you know where their location may be, what their occupation. Maybe I love that you guys are just aiming that you know it was such a, a straight target. You know, just pointing people back to Christ. And so, what what has the response been like um, to the anima series and the videos that you guys have created?
2: I mean, it's been
1: it's been somewhat uh, polarizing
2: mm-hmm. for
1: for a lot of people, which which I think is a good thing. Um, you know, if I think if you're creating art in any sort of way yeah. that isn't both exciting people and making a lot of people angry, you're mm. probably not creating very good art. Yeah. Um, I think good art is very polarizing. Good messages are very polarizing. When, you know, when we look at scripture and we look at the ministry of, of Jesus and we look at the prophets and every major biblical character, their words and their work and what they did was extremely polarizing. There were people who loved them and there were people who absolutely hated them. Yeah. and. That's not something we actively seek to do. Right. We just seek to speak truth or our truth that we have found. And um, I think when we do that correctly, the, the polarization just sort of happens. There yeah. there are obviously a lot of people who, who love, especially that first video, Who You Are, A Message to All Women. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a lot of people that don't love it. A lot of people think that it is fluffy or it's, you know – it's only talking about how we are powerful and it robs God of his power um that every you know I've heard pretty much every um everything in the book yeah. as far as why that video is, is terrible and why I personally am a am a bad person there if wow. you search uh you can find rebuttal videos that not only attack the video but attack me and at first that was really hard for me yeah. to deal with, but now I can sort of watch those videos and laugh um you know, because yeah. that's, that's online. You know, mm-hmm. the the thing is the internet is both, it's an incredible tool. And like any incredible tool, it can be used for good or it can be used for evil. And I'll do my best to use it for good. And I can't really control how other people use it. So if I can't control it, why would I let it affect me? There's yeah. really no point in that.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's, that can be such a hard thing for people to separate and probably a, you know, for some people a surprising response that people would give, you know, such negative feedback to something that, you know, you know, that you've poured your time and your heart and your energy into. And, um, you know, I think that that's something we've always got to be prepared for, especially as believers that, you know, people are going to, they're not going to like what we have to say sometimes. And, you know, they're not going to like how we say it, you know, but we just have to be faithful in what God's called us to do, you know, in this time and season to be obedient to him. And, um, and I just, you know, I appreciate that you guys are, you know, standing up against, you know, the people who are trying to say that, um, that it's not right. And, you know, how, how does that play out? How does your faith play out in such, you know, what people would call a secular work environment or somewhere that, um, you know, I don't, I don't know what, how you would, how you would phrase that, but how does that play out just in your day-to-day job, you know, working on Broadway?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I want to I'll, I'll make one more point just about, uh, the internet and then I'll dive into that. Yeah. is it, it has also made me a lot more mindful about the things that i say yeah and the things that i post online because it's very easy to watch somebody in, online doing anything or watch someone in a movie or watch someone in a play or watch someone doing art yeah and if you see that video has a million views it, all of a sudden we don't act we don't look at that person and see a person mm-hmm. we just see a video yeah but we forget that there's a person behind it. So it really has made me more mindful about the things that I say and the things I put out there online, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. a lot of these people, the things that they say, they don't think I'll ever actually read it. Right. Because they don't think of me as a person. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's, it's definitely made me more mindful of that. Um, And I guess that, that sort of segues uh, into, into your question about, you know, the, the world of theater um, and the entertainment industry at large is thought of as a quote unquote secular world to, to, to sort of use your term. And I, I like to say it's more of a, a dark world. Yeah. Um, and for a long time, I, I sort of got this, this feeling that people around me and specifically a lot of Christians, it was thought, well, you're either going to work in the church or you're going to work in secular culture. You're either going into ministry or you're going into something secular. Mm -hmm. And to me, and this is something that that I try and talk about through my blog and through the things that I write, and through my videos, is that ministry was never, ever, ever meant to be confined to the walls of a church or confined to some sort of quote-unquote Christian organization, mm-hmm. uh, and I go back to people like Jesus and the prophets and things like that. You look at these, you look at the disciples, they were not schooled, you know, theologians. They were fishermen, they were tax collectors. These are people who worked in, quote-unquote, secular yeah. jobs, you know, and I think that, you know, a lot of the times we think that, oh, well, when these men and women, when they went into their ministry, they quit doing their work. Mm-mm. And I don't, even, I don't even know if that's necessarily true. We see the disciples going back to fishing several times throughout the Gospels. Yeah. And I think that that just sort of, that becomes their ministry. Your occupation, whether you're a teacher, whether you're an actor, whether you're an accountant, whatever it is, mm-hmm. that we're called for that to become our ministry. Yeah. And so that's one side of it. Another side of it is, you know, people say, aren't you afraid of, you know, going into such a dark industry? And for me, the darker the place, the more it's in need of light.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. And if, and if I can't, if, if I am going to allow the darkness to, sort of affect me more than I can affect the darkness, then I'm not really as strong as I thought I was and my faith isn't as strong as I thought it was.
2: Yeah. Um
1: and so then I need to more look at myself than I need to look at the place that I'm going. But yeah. I like I said, the darker the room, the more it's in need of light. And so that's sort of a big reason why I, I felt called into into that world.
0: Yeah. And I think one thing that people don't realize is that if we all, as Christians, you know, stay within the walls of the church, who's going to bring, you know, light to dark places? And, you know, and I think that it's easy for people to to assume that because maybe they don't feel a call to a ministry job or vocation, um, that they're not you know, can't be as influential for the, for the name of Jesus Christ. And, and that's simply not true. And I think that that's how, you know, you're living it out is that God has called, equipped and gifted you with talents and abilities. that are different than mine. They're different than the people who are listening today. Um, so that you can be a light in a, in, you know, in a dark place and, you know, be a light when, um, you know, maybe nobody else right around you may be, and that you may be the Jesus that people see, um, you know, that, that if you wouldn't have, you know, followed that call, you know, maybe they never would have heard the name of Christ. So. Right.
1: And, and it's not, it's not that I walk into the show every day and, and, and praying over people and starting Bible studies and teaching (laughs) with them. I'm going in there and first and foremost, I'm focused on being excellent at the job that I've been put there to do. Yeah. Because. If you're not excellent at what you're doing, if you're, you know, say you're an accountant and you're a bad accountant, no one's going to want to listen to you anyway. (laughs) Exactly. You know, the first thing, you know, I love, I love Daniel in the Bible Mm -hmm. because Daniel, when he's captured and he's, you know, brought into Babylon, the way that he gets influence over Nebuchadnezzar, the king, is by being excellent at everything he's given. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is how he earns favor in order to have an audience with Nebuchadnezzar and therefore the whole region of Babylon. And I view that the same way with, you know, our careers. When we go in, in order to earn an audience with the people that we are, you know, in front of at work every day, we need to first and foremost be excellent. Because if they don't respect us, if they don't respect the work we do, they're not going to be willing to listen to us Mm -hmm. and they're not going to be interested. But if we are excellent, if we are the best person in our office, Someone else is bound to come up with, to us and say, hey, I just noticed there's something different about you. And then the conversation starts. Yeah, You know, it's often not even prompted by us starting a conversation. Rather, it's it's us being excellent at what we do, mm-hmm. and then the conversations will inevitably come to us.
0: I love that. I love that. And that's just – it's so, you know, how I think God has – called us to those kind of places is, you know, he places us there just to be, to do everything we do to the glory of, of him. And that's being excellent in our job and our work. And, you know, it's, it's doing things that we do with great integrity. It's being people of character so that people notice that there's something different. And I love that because it's just, it's the heart of of what Jesus did, of what we saw him do and what we saw the disciples do um, on so many occasions. And, you know, like Daniel in scripture, he just, it's exactly what you said, you know, he was excellent at his craft. And so he was noticed and, um, and was able to do what God had had planted them there for um you know what john you know is we're you know on the marked podcast you know, we, we love to talk about things that have marked us and so you know is there something in particular that you would say like this is something in my life that has marked me
1: absolutely for me i i have been i have been marked through lessons that god has taught me through other people mm.
2: um
1: And specifically through one of my jobs growing up in high school and college was as a camp counselor. And Mm -hmm. anyone who knows me knows that summer camp, and specifically that summer camp, I'm from Chicago Mm -hmm. originally um, in the suburbs. And that specific summer camp in the northwest suburb of of Chicago has marked me, marked my life, and marked my faith more than anything else. Um, I started there as a camper when I was 13. And that's where I first came to know Christ, was at that camp,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, through those counselors and their words there. And then a few years later, I myself became a counselor.
2: Awesome. And
1: I would spend eight weeks of my summer working with students ages 8 to 18. And I did that for eight years. I worked with over 5,000 students. Wow. And, um, And they taught me so much. Each and every week, they taught me so much. God taught me things through them, I should say. Yeah. And that's what that's what led me actually to write my first book, which is called Authentic Love. Everything I learned about Jesus, I learned from a child. And the book is really a collection of stories from those eight years at camp. And the books each chapter tells a different story about a different camper and then what God taught me through that camper. Mm-hmm. And that has marked me and the and the lessons that I learned from them um, I think can be life changing for anyone. who who would experience those, and since I had the the pleasure of experiencing them, I thought I would share that blessing with everyone else by writing the book.
0: Awesome. I love that. And, you know, God can use all different kinds of circumstances, and I love how this answer, whenever I ask people, it's so unique to their own story, um, because he uses different You know seasons of our lives different experiences you know to mark us with with his name with who he is and um and i love that for you it happened through a camp and it happened through um you know people who chose to give up their summers and you know not give up their summer but spend their summer investing the lives of of kids and then you in turn were able to do that you know and that just i love when things come full circle like that um Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. you know in this season of your life you know who who are the encouragers or the people who inspire you who are the the people that really are making an impact in your life right now
1: yeah um well one one that is very obvious is is my fiance yeah um i'm engaged uh and we're getting married this august
2: congratulations
1: so, oh thank you yeah we're, we're very excited and she i mean her name is Erin, and she, she is my absolute rock right now. Yeah. Um, Mama, I don't know if you know this, but Mama Mia is closing in September
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, after a long, long run. And I've been with the show for about a year and a half now. And after that's over, you know... That's a big sort of question mark as far as what is next.
2: You yeah. know, we're
1: going to get married in August, and then a month later, I'll be sort of unemployed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and actually, we just announced it yesterday. We're actually going to be taking the anime series on a on a U.S. tour. Awesome. Uh, in the in the month of October, it's something I've been wanting to do for a while, um, and I was really scared to do it for yeah. a really long time. Um, and one day, I, I kind of broke down to to Aaron, and and I said. I I preach so much, and I I talk so much, and I write so much about taking chances and taking risks and and creating art and stepping out, and here I am. And for over a year, I've been so scared to actually do that, and she has come alongside me in that and, and really encouraged me. And each and every day, she not only encourages me, but she is an example to me. Of, of everything that I believe God has called me to do so' I'm, I'm very blessed to have her yeah. I'm very blessed to have my family meaning not only just my parents and, and my and my sister but also her parents and, and her siblings mm-hmm. um, they they feed it to me every day and for me it's a lot of times it's not people who are directly speaking to me and encouraging me with their word mm-hmm. it's people who do it through their action yeah uh, that that speak the loudest to me.
0: I love that. And um that's just that old, you know, quote I've heard. I feel like from so many people you know actions really do speak louder than words and so often it's easy mm-hmm. to to say things but you know do we really follow through and so when we see people do that with their actions it makes all the difference in the world. Um, you know, I think people you know we kind of hit on this earlier, you know could look at what you've done and just the the doors that have been opened and things like that um for you and, and just say like I could never I could never do that you know f- you know whatever that those challenges the the things that God might be calling us to they're out of our comfort zone or outside or beyond the walls that we can imagine for ourselves um what would you say to somebody who doesn't feel maybe qualified or adequate to do what God's called them to do,
1: yeah? Absolutely. I it's first of all I'd say this is something that everybody faces. Yeah. Whether, you know, you're someone who really has just become a Christian and has never had a conversation with anyone about God, has never truly felt that they've lived out their faith, whether you're me or whether you're Billy Graham and Mother Teresa. Everybody struggles with that.
2: Yeah.
1: And that whole idea of, you know, oh, look at that person. I could never be like that. Mm-hmm. This might sound harsh, but that's really just an excuse.
2: Yep.
1: Because because the more we can say that to ourselves, that gives us a reason not to do it.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, there's somebody else. They can do it because they're them. And that, that frees us then. That's actually the easier thing to do. It's because it frees us from having to actually take a step and do something. Mm-hmm. And really, so my advice, and this, sound, this is not to be um, arrogant or anything like that, but my advice would be to watch the Anima series video, Not Qualified, mm. because that is a, a spoken word video that I wrote specifically about how God uses people who are not qualified. When we look in the Bible, what we see time and time and time and time again, each and every major biblical character was not qualified for the post that they were called to. Yeah. You know, Jonah was a terrible prophet, but (laughs) God used him to overturn one of the most evil cities in the history of the world. Yeah. You know, Peter was, used to be Simon who was an unschooled fisherman and he became one of the greatest apostles and church builders the world ever knew, you know, Paul used to be Saul who was totally qualified to be a religious leader, but completely underqualified to write letters from prison about love. And yet God used him to do that. And even Jesus, everyone expected the Messiah to be this, you know, king on a white horse riding in with a sword. Mm-hmm. And yet he was born as a baby into poverty, into, you know, parent, with parents who were not married. Yeah. Even from the outside, Jesus was unqualified for what he was called to do, mm-hmm. you know. And and when you look at it that way, that, re- that then removes the excuse.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: That if God could use all those people, how could he not also use you? Mm-hmm. So I would say watch that video. Um, you just search the anima series not qualified on YouTube and you should be able to find it. Or just search not qualified.
0: Perfect. Um, you know, and I think it is easy for us to look— To always be looking around at other people and what they're doing and, you know, and feel like they must have it all together and they must have it all figured out or, um, you know, just that there's something that keeps us and all of those things are excuses, just like you said. And so, um, we've really got to be careful with the way that we, um, just our perspective on the whole thing and, and keep all that in, in, in check. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll ask you like one last question, you know, what, you know, what's God currently teaching you right now in this season of your life? you know, being engaged, you know, working in New York City, you know, creating these videos, like, what is he, you know, what is he teaching you in this season?
1: Oh, you know, there's no shortage of of things that that he's teaching me, but one overarching theme in the past, um, a little over two years now since I, since I really entered the the adult world after graduating college, Mm -hmm. um, is the, the call to trust. In him, mm-hmm. you know, not many people warn you about about your twenties. You know, <laughs> I'm 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 gonna be 24 in a couple of weeks, and your twenties are really really difficult because you really you truly become an adult in your 20s. Yeah, you know, everyone says you become an adult when you're 18, but that's not true. You truly become an adult in your 20s, and there's a whole lot of stuff that you got to figure out.
2: Yeah,
1: and, but you don't have your parents, for the most part, alongside of you, like they used to be, in order to help you do it. A lot of it is figuring it out for yourself. And in, with, from within that, I have dealt with more anxiety and stress and depression and fear than I probably ever have in my life over the last two years. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of that, God has continually, continually beat me over the head with this idea of trust in Him yeah um you know trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways submit to him and he will make the path straight that promise that if but if i give my fears if i give my anxieties, if i give my worries over to him then he's going to make a straight path towards the things that he knows are right for me yeah and so that's that's what god has been teaching and preaching and, and hitting me over the head with lately
2: yeah
0: Absolutely. I love that. And it's just... And that's such just one of those like core truths that we've got to grasp onto and, and trust him with and trust that he can be trusted and that he has our mm-hmm. best interest at heart. And, um, that he, you know, his desire is to make our path straight, but it's, we've got some responsibility therein too. And, um, you know, and I love what you yeah, said. We've got to
1: walk down the path If the path is straight, but we don't walk down it. There's no
0: point. <laughs> exactly. It's just sitting right in front, right in front of us if we don't do something about it. And I think that's where those little steps of obedience, you know, one day at a time of being faithful to exactly where you called you to be right now are so crucial because it would be easy to say like I want to be 10 steps ahead but I don't want to take the 10 steps it's going to take to get there and that's where a lot of us I think get trapped you know really often
2: mm-hmm. well good so true
0: well thank you so much for for being with us today any last words John from you just from where you know where you are right now
1: No, just I just want to thank you once again um, for for all that you do and all that Lifeway does. I think it's really incredible. And um, yeah, if people, if anyone listening to this podcast wants to reach out to me or wants to find out more about me, the best ways to do it. I mean, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me, you know, watch our videos on YouTube. But if you want to actually contact me, uh, either do it through Twitter. Uh, at John Jorgensen, or through my email. It's just johnjorgensen3 at com. I read and answer every single email. I can't promise you that I will be able to answer it in a way that will please you, but I will read and answer it. Awesome.
0: Well, and we'll uh, link to all of the anima series videos um to your email, social media, all that kind of good stuff on our show notes. Um, you can access those at lifeway.com forward slash all access. And um, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. And thank you, John, just for your encouragement today, because I think it's really going to resonate with so many people who are listening who just need to know that, um, you know, that, that it just takes trust. It takes trusting the Lord being excellent in your craft and just, um, you know, doing exactly what God's called you to do. Um, Um, You know, and nothing more and nothing less. And so thank you for sharing with us today. And um, we will see you guys back here on the Mark podcast soon. Thanks so much for joining us today. Visit lifeway.com forward slash all access to find episodes or check out Mark podcast on iTunes. If you want to join in on the conversation, make a suggestion about who else we should talk to um, tweet at me. It's at Mary Margaret C and use the hashtag Mark podcast so that I know that it's you. Can't wait to hear from you.